Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome back to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. If you could have a chance, head down into the show notes and head over to our Gumroad store or head over to uh, iTunes and and the gift of giving. You know, as, as, as we share with you, share back with us with a five-star review and how awesome Matt is and how wonderful Ariel's. Ariel's the, <laughs> Ariel is the gluon to this nucleus, holding the p- protons and neutrons together. I love how you're going. You're starting off sciency. Let's all just like preface this that Matt has a degree in physics. What? So he's a super, no, super science nerd. No, I'm not. I've been an unemployed potato farmer, Uber driver for the last seven years. Uber. No, I am. I'm an, I, I, every day. I <laughs> yeah, have two but you little don't get girls, paid by that. Two little girls walk downstairs and they put in their request Daddy, I need to go to school. Daddy, I need to go to dancing. And I'm like, okay. I Daddy, can't, I need to go to co op. I, I, can't, I can't cancel this ride share. So I have to go do it. And they give me a, a five-star review every single time. <laughs> really every time? Yeah, every time they say. Always five-star. No, they, they say, they say, great driver, very safe, bring snacks, <laughs> <laughs> mediocre jokes. It's <laughs> a pretty good one. Pretty good one? It's yeah, pretty good one. pretty good one. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about us finishing up the Blossom and Root. We have been very into Blossom and Root uh, lately because we are now doing a lot of Blossom and Root. We are... I uh, reviewed the prehistory blossom and root um, space uh, a science that we are doing right now, coupled with the Build Your Library. We're also doing Blossom and Root Early Years Volume 1 with our youngest, our three-year-old. We wanted to have a chance today to talk about um, the space science that mm-hmm. is for level zero. So kinder. Kinder, basically, that um, we have finished. Um, it took us a long time to get through this. Yes, but we did it. It's it's a full year curriculum. We did it's, we it's did a, some slow schooling on this. We one. we really did yeah. on this because we had to do some stops and starts with it uh, for other conflicts and things. But so uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Blossom and Root, this is a digital PDF curriculum. Uh, it's totally secular, super awesome. Yep. And one of the really cool things is that Christina sells bits and pieces, so yeah, you it's can a buy the based, yeah. yeah you can buy like the whole kindergarten unit, or you can buy. Uh, one which is the science module with the nature module. Spoiler alert: Spoilers, We'll be talking about yeah. the nature module on another podcast. But this is just space science. I had heard so many things about this from other parents, just saying that this yeah. was such a neat introduction to space science. Um, for you know, science for kindergarten is not like the easiest thing, right? No, it's a common question. It's a, it's a really issue, hard yeah. thing. And we we got the building foundations for scientific understanding, which I had heard really great things about. Um, but that is a very, uh, we're going to have to think about how we're going to implement that. We'd like to do it at some point, but this just felt like a really fun thing. And 
I honestly didn't know when else we were actually going to get to space science specifically. Looking through the different years of curriculum as we're going ahead, I was like not seeing a spot where space science really fit in. So this seemed like the perfect thing to do. And one of the things that I really like about this, and we'll get into it certainly, but this is definitely not just a kindergarten curriculum. No. By any means. You could do this with, we will do this again when our daughter, our daughter will be eight or nine and her sister will be kinder. We will do this again, and it will be every bit as good, I'm sure, even with an older learner. I think that you could could definitely adapt this up because the spines that she's using are not, and the other books she's using are not like super kiddie books. I mean, they're really great books. You can level these books up. The thing, you know, you bring that up, and, and... Having done this with just my my oldest, I could really see how this would be a lot of fun with two kids. Yeah, because there's a lot of fun activities. There's a lot stuff. of fun activities and things that you can do and a lot of exploration and a lot of like, there's a lot of things that I wanted to do because our, when we started this, our, her sister was really young. She was like two or so. And, um, you know, it was you didn't want her to get involved into some of these activities, like some of the art activities and whatnot. And now I'm starting to think about it like, yeah, this would be really fun with a kinder and like a fourth grader. So if you're out there who's got some older student, but also a kinder or first Mm -hmm. grader, this is like a really cool, great introduction. Now that we know the James Webb is up there in the sky, you know, it's it's fun time to study it. It's a a lot of fun. We've just shot an asteroid with a a satellite where intergalactic asteroid warfare is now on the the table with the DART DART, uh, satellite. So... We, we, we've had a lot of wonderful, and I know the Artemis has been delayed, but you know we're, we're potentially going back to the moon. So there's a lot of like really cool, it's, it's a good time for space. It's you a know, really good time We've got private space flight. We've got the, you know, NASA's gearing back up as well. You know, it feels like we're in kind of this revitalization period of, of back in like the 60s when we were doing the moonshot. Yeah. This is a really cool time. It's a really great time to, to live because we're going to be seeing people not only stepping foot on moon but also stepping foot on mars and that will be a historical day there um a legitimate another planet not just the moon um that is going to be in our lifetime and this is i think a really cool i think there's going to be in the zeitgeist of of what we do as homeschoolers this is science and space is going to have a huge presence in our kids lives you know I'm, i'm really eager to see those days i can't wait to you know sit there on the we won't be watching TV. We'll be streaming it from <laughs> you know, on our big TV into our glasses, into yeah, you know, into our Google glasses because we'll get the uh, you know the 3D with the smell of vision of Mars <laughs> in our nose. But one can only hope. But anyway, like, these are the types of things that I think are really important, and I like how she laid this out, and, and it can absolutely be done with multiple kids, right? And 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 we talked about going up, but yeah. let's also talk about going down. You did a lot of this with a preschooler in tow, yep. and while she didn't understand. A lot of it, the activity parts of it, she totally got into. There's a part where you making spaceships and there's some pretend parts and things that she just was totally about. And the videos were really cool, even if she had no idea what was going on. You know, watching a video about Venus is still really cool. So, and, and she was still kind of fascinated. I think there's something... And there's like this basic human fascination, even for young kids, mm-hmm. with space. Yeah. Because it it's just, it's so cool. It's captivating. So I, I think this is just a great well, way to start science. I, I think it keys kids. into the fact that a lot of young kids love the idea of fantasy, right? A lot of the things that we end up watching mm-hmm. are, you know, fantasy, another kingdom. You know, our daughter was watching uh, Sophie the Great, you know, Sophie the... 
Sophia, Sophia the, the first. first. I'm sorry. Yes, Sophia the first, and she's like in princesses in another world. You know, you have a uh, Elaine of Avalor with our older daughter, and she, you know it's magic and all that stuff. And when you start to talk about these other heavenly bodies, it's just it seems like another fantasy world that they could be part of, because like, they're in, they have so many imaginative things that they watch or they're part of or you're reading to them. You know, this is just like wow, Venus could be a real thing because I see it. I see, right. How is that any different well, than my other so things? and it's so much to explore, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's so otherworldly, yeah. pun intended, yeah. that I, I just, I think it is, it's captivating. You know, they can look at the stars and it's like, wow, you know, that's something that we know something about, but we can't go there yet. Yeah. But it's it's a cool thing to learn about. And our daughter was immediately like, yeah. And the way that this is presented, exactly. I think the the way that she does this through the letters from this other, uh, an alien on another planet. Zula. Zula, to get your kids really, that just... That connected instantly. That like, was such a great tactic here. The idea, yeah, the way she designed it so that... So and we'll talk about how it's designed. Yeah, I mean, let's get into it. So basically the, the structure of the entire curriculum is about 36 weeks i think yeah about 36 weeks Mm -hmm. so there's you can do and again you can do this at any speed that you want there is no hard requirement that you need to finish it in the year you know for us we took over a year so you think about it's like 60 weeks so we were doing like one every other week because that's just how our schedule is but if maybe if you want to do it in like a hot shot through a summer you can do that as well it's really kind of you can there's a lot here though i don't know that I, i mean i think you kind of need like I found like you could do two a week. Maybe you, yeah, you could probably do two a week. You could do two a week. It's not, it's not out of the realm. There, when you get into the lesson, so if you just think of it as the lesson, you know, there's 36 lessons. Each lesson, maybe 40 minutes with like reading, art activity. Depends how videos. much you get into that that activity. Yeah. That activity is a big thing. And I can tell you some of them, like when we were building our spaceship, we were doing it with uh, Legos. And I mean, that that was three hours, right? That was just a huge Lego session, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the space science went right into a Lego session that lasted two or three hours, right? And we were building spaceships and everything. Even the little one got involved in that. So you can really, there's a, and I think she even has a, a whole page in the in the beginning when she's walking you through how to use the curriculum. She has a whole like page about going off the grid. And it's really about embracing the lesson and the lesson plan and the idea of what you're, you're kind of bringing to your learner. You know, Christina does a great job at giving you a bunch of ideas, giving you a bunch of books, giving you a bunch of potential activities. But that is, you know, not a, there are more guidelines than actual rules. It's not a script that you have to follow. You know, if you're doing like a, a right start math or even like a teacher child to, to read in a hundred lessons, that is a very scripted, those are very scripted things. This is definitely not. And I've seen this kind of flow through a lot of Christina's stuff where she, she gives you a lot of ideas. And that's a lot of times when you're the learner, when you're the teacher, you don't know what to do. And if you're given only one thing to do and you can't do that for whatever reason, oh, I don't have the book or I don't have the supplies to do that, you kind of feel like, oh, I'm failing this curriculum. She gives you so many ideas and those ideas can spark other ideas that may be things that you can do or how you can like smash two things together and create some other learning experience. That's what I like about about her stuff is that she gives you so many options. And because it's so open-ended, you don't have to do everything. And there, there's a little bit of intimidation there. When you get so many options, you think, oh, I got to do everything. But it's not the case. Like you can just pick one spine, one book, one activity, and you've only done 5% of her suggestions. You haven't failed. You've actually done a great job, right? So 
do do come into it in that in that in that way. Yeah, I think it depends how much your kids are into and yeah. you know, what they start getting into. And if they're really into books, then read all the books. If yeah. they're just totally not uh, into that, and they were going to want to watch the videos and just do the yeah. activities, then do that. She she did that. She's doing this in the prehistory. We're like in the middle of it. She says, "Oh, for the outdoorsy people, here's right. some ideas. Uh, for the book, you know, fans, here's this one. For the uh, creatives over here, they right. do, here's some other ideas. And so she breaks it up between." What type of family profile right. you may and this have. one doesn't have quite that no. much but it does have a lot of ideas so just just going through the contents before we get yeah. into the and you can see there's a there's a really great sample on the blossom and root page so you can yeah, look we'll, at the first we'll 20 go ahead pages and link that in the show notes below yeah and you can look at the first 20 pages so you can see all of this this is all on there what we're talking about today will all be stuff that you can see um what i think is really cool is i would have expected a space science unit study to just be like or, or even year to just yeah. be about like Maybe rockets and all the planets yeah, and maybe the galaxy, the yeah. sun, you know, like, I don't know. I would have expected it to be more basic. This is really cool. Go ahead and read what we have in the, in the table of contents. Just kind of basically like she starts out talking about, yeah, about, uh, the supplies that you're going to need. Yeah, like, like, what is your mission? Yeah. So it goes over the over. So basically all 36 lessons have an overarching mission. That, that your student is going through. And then each lesson pertains to that mission in a progressively um, uh, additive nature. Like you're, you're constantly adding new things that you have right. to do. And it's all centered around the alien Zula. And so the first thing is you're presented your mission. You have to um, teach Zula and bring a bunch of information to Zula, who's in another solar system, all about our solar system. And, you know, they give you that mission and that's the first thing you got to do. And then it starts going through the idea of, okay, we've been tasked. If you can imagine, we're tasked with going to Alpha Centauri to, to meet Zula or whatever, right? What yeah, do we like need? planet X or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Some, another star on another planet and you're going to go meet her. Okay, great. What do we need to go there? First thing we need to do is get the supplies, you know, and then we need to talk about our earth because, she, you know, Zula wants to know about our earth, you know, and all that type of stuff. So all the various aspects of earth mm -hmm. and like yeah. what do you need to survive in space what's oh, yeah. it like to what would it be like to live in space what kind of things would you need and you're asking really the learner to think a lot about like okay i would need food i would yeah. need this what is what is the habitat of space like yeah. you know so you're really thinking about that and then you're learning all about rockets yep and, and then you got to build your spaceship and then you're design collecting, your own spaceship collecting your specimens talking about the atmosphere and then you're getting ready for launch and then you've launched into the so you know launched off the planet well where do we go first well, we're going to start inside and work our way out because obviously we have to go in and slingshot around the sun and then on our way out. And because we do that, well, we might as well collect information and learn about the various you know bodies in our solar system. And we're going to do that all the way out. So we're going to start at the sun, then we're going to hit Mercury and Venus and then Earth. We'll talk a little bit about the moon. And while we're here and on Earth, we'll talk about the International Space Station and so on and so forth. So you can imagine how you're as you're moving out further and further, when you get to like Mars, you're going to talk about all the rovers that are on. Then the next week, you'll talk about the rovers that are on Mars and then the asteroid belt and then Jupiter and so on. And there's just this progressive amount of information that just keeps getting layered and I layered. I love the building aspect of it. Yeah, it just builds. And it's like, okay, now we're going to talk about the galaxy and yep. we're going to talk about satellites and we're talking about asteroids. And mm -hmm. I... I feel like there's no subject, basic subject, uh, you know, area mm -hmm. that has been missed in this. I mean, it no. is pretty. You you get basically by the very end a a very good 
you know, 101 surface level thing of all the various pieces of the universe, whether, you know, starting from basically the learner and the planet that they're on all the way out to galaxies and black holes. So you're going to, you're going to touch everything in between there and really focusing mainly on our solar system. I think you don't actually leave our solar system until week 29. So the first like 28 weeks are all the various bodies within our own solar system. Right. And right. learning about satellites, asteroids, international yeah. space station, everything, everything supplies, from, habitats, yeah, everything what astronauts from do, all that stuff. Here to the Oort cloud, right? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and, and everything in between is all covered. And then all of a sudden you get beyond that. And so she talks about galaxies and all the other all the other great aspects. So the, I think from from the standpoint of completeness for a kindergartner, this is really good. I think this is good for like an elementary age kid. Yeah. If you're looking for... I mean, maybe your fifth yeah. grader is not going to be as excited about the whole Zula thing. Yeah. But all the information that's given... But I think it's framed... Is in, great. Yeah. You know, and even even then, if you have an older learner, the Zula stuff is really just the framework for right. learning, right? And so let's get into a mission. So we'll, we'll, we're just going to talk about like week two. So because that is included in the... Uh, in the giveaway, and we don't want to give away any secret sauce that, you know, Christina right, yeah, has this in, is in, in the, the curriculum. So we, this is in the sample. You could see this online. So if you go down and download it, you can absolutely do that. So this week is about supplies. And so basically, Christina always starts with helping you as the educator frame the discussion or the lesson and what you're going to be doing. So here are the top points that you're going to have to understand about, you know, bringing things with you to space food what what would you need and it really talks about you ask the learner well what do you need every day well i need to go uh and eat food i need to drink water and i need to go potty and you, you need to bring clothes and talking about temperature and, and so you're talking about supplies of what are the basic needs and so you, she provides you some key points and that are going to help you guide your discussion along the way and then once you get into there, then you start getting into here are the the the, the concepts that sh they want you to ask. So you start prompting your your learner. Then there are some reading materials, whether that is a spine. There's a lot of spines in these in this book. Um, they're not always the same spine for the week, so they kind of move around a little bit. So you may want to pick and choose what you want there, and it's maybe good to kind of get your books early. I think a week or so, or, or a week or two early. These are not going to be like normal curriculums, like the reading curriculums that we have, where the books are going to be in hot demand. These 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 are the types of books that I think you'll be able to just get. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and they and she relies heavily on a lot of the DK books, like the Space Exclamation Point DK Smithsonian book, which is just a fabulous book. I didn't have a lot of problems getting no. these books from the library. Like you say, I don't think that they were in high enough demand, but she uses a lot of really new, really gorgeous books. I mean, and we, we, great we own a book few. List. Yeah, we own a few of these as well. We own a few of the spines. Yeah, really great book book list. So she'll use books like that, and then she'll also yeah. use books like Let's Read and Find Out Science, which is kind of a picture book. Think of it almost like a magic school busy type thing, is where you know it has it's all pictures, but it has captions all over with real factual information. So she'll use books like that. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the the book list is very high quality. I, I liked it. Really I, thought, I thought a lot of the books and a lot of the spines that we, we were using were just stellar. And, and I, I know you have, over the last year or two, have been acquiring additional books. And yeah. I brought I, we brought a lot of those in. We tend to get like a lot of early readers on space. We tend to have additional spines on space. So things are things, books that we have that are not called out in the curriculum, 
that I tended to bring in a lot of. I didn't feel though, as much no. as we did bring in some supplements because we just happened to own them. Yeah. Uh, I did not feel an intense need to bring in a lot of supplements because yeah. she lists so many extra supplemental books and gives you the page numbers for them, which I so appreciate. Which I very you much know, appreciate. Just including a list of supplements with no page numbers is, you know, not super helpful. Um, so I really, uh, I really appreciate the way she's done it. And I didn't feel the need to do heavy supplementing. Yeah. Then with every single lesson comes a captain's log. And so you could th- kind of think you're you're channeling your inner Captain Kirk and you know, Star Trek-y. And mm-hmm. at the back of the, the way you put it here in the binder, it was at the back of the binder. Um, and so they had to find out what the date is, what is the month, and they had to fill in all this information. And then there was this kind of like centerpiece of uh, like an art activity or some information that we had to go and find. Oh, does Venus have any moons? No, it doesn't. You know, does Earth have a moon? Yes, it does. Is Venus bigger or smaller than the sun? And she, a lot of these questions that she would include on in the captain's log would be things that the learner would have be, be able to reference from the earlier weeks. So we just learned about the sun. The question is, oh, is Mercury bigger or smaller than the sun? Well, obviously it's smaller, right? And, and so because the learner just learned that the sun is the largest thing in the in our solar system, well, naturally the next week when they ask, you know, is Mercury bigger? They'll, they'll know instantly. So the, it has that building aspect that I really like. So it's, she does pull in those activities there or that knowledge for that they had gained earlier. Also on top of that, there are all very often are the pictures that you have to do. So and I think on the supplies one, you have to like, you know, draw the supplies that you would bring. And you know, it gives you a little opportunity to do some coloring and maybe drawing things and you mm-hmm. know, try your best at drawing toilet paper. You know, <laughs> 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 you know, and you can really have fun with it. It's not a, it's not, there's not a huge like logging or journaling aspect there. It's really just drawing pictures. I don't think they rarely, they rarely had you write anything other than maybe your name or a few, few simple words, things like that. Because I, I know it is geared towards kindergartners, so you didn't have to do a lot of writing. Although but you certainly I could do, add it for older kids yeah. easily. I, I mean, do like how she brought in the logging aspect because that brings in learning what, what is the day for the month? What is the month that you're in? What is the day of the week? And these are all very much skills that you want a kindergartner to begin to master. Right. And so that is just built right into the logging aspect. So that was really cool. And then what I really liked is she gave you a lot of videos. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's a lot of videos you can go off on that, but she always gives you something simple to start with. And then a couple web links as well. So if you have like a computer or if you have a tablet that you tend to use in your homeschool, you can bring those things up immediately, see some additional information, additional pictures, additional learning. A lot of times she was referencing a a lot of NASA videos. So really high quality NASA videos have been, you know, generated. Um, I know National Geographic has a lot of space stuff as well that I tended to get, tended to pop up when I was doing YouTube searches. So between NASA and National Geographic, you have a lot of like great supplemental information. I know, I think whenever we got to like a new planet, we would just go right to the TV, pull it up, watch like two or three videos, and then we would start to get into it. So we kind of get an idea of like, okay, here's the planet visually. Mm-hmm. I would do the readings, we would do the activities, do the log, and then maybe some additional learning, and that would be about it. So that's that's kind of how we, we, we approached it. Um, it took me about, oh gosh, about... Th- five five minutes maybe at the most once once you get into it to set everything up so for me it was really just pulling all the books finding all the page numbers um, that i needed to use for that um, getting everything set up pulling down art supplies that i think i might need to do and then getting my phone ready to connect to my television to cast whatever 
you know, various YouTube videos that I might have. So it's really not a lot of effort. It's not a lot of like, yeah, it's not bad. And it's not asking a lot of you as the educator. So yeah. I, I feel you could just like, oh, we have an hour. Let's slot this thing in and get this. Yeah, you, know, you we could. Can do this right here. And I think it's, you know, that she gives a full supply list. So you can definitely use that when you're uh, looking to prepare. So it is easy to grab that yeah. hour. What I tended to notice about this, because you would do this while I was at work, and then I would come home, and oftentimes this was a springboard into our kids having further play around whatever they were studying, which I thought was really cool. You you don't see that all the time with what we're studying. Like, uh, you know, we were doing our around-the-world journey. I mean, they would enjoy learning about, you know, France or something, but it didn't lead to them playing that later. (laughs) Whereas when they would learn about other planets, all of a sudden I would come home and they would be explorers. Yeah, they so I think that that's a really cool aspect of this. I yeah. think that it does spark creativity and imagination. Yep. There's not a ton of activities per week. There's yep. a, a few hands-on things that you can do, some suggestions. But I think that you can definitely, you know, you can add, even add in your own things if you want to bulk it up. If your kids are really interested and you want to, you know, continue down the rabbit hole, I think there's there's quite a bit you could do. Absolutely. And then at the beginning of every lesson, I, we forgot to mention, there is a kind of a message to the learner. And you read this as sort of like a... It's a mission control... It's a mission control notification to you as the you know, the head of... That has a Zula message within yeah, it, right? Yeah, very... It's like, good morning, Captain. We received the message from Zula, and here's what it says. Hello, Captain. It is starting to... You know, I was doing some research on your solar system. You know, you can actually have a lot of fun and just read yeah, it. Yeah, you a had a bunch of funny voices. Playful, you know, whatever manner you want to do it. But every single lesson starts with kind of a... Maybe like a two or three minute, you know, here's what... The information is that we need to learn today. And so that sets the learner's mind in kind of a playful, fun, engaging way. And then you come in with all the materials to help them learn those things. I found doing the captain's log at the end was was best as, as if you were um, journaling at the end of the night, like where you're trying to like sum up what you had done and then you go ahead and finish that at the, at the end. So that was kind of the, the whole thing. I really like this, this whole you know, space science curriculum, you can, I think it's fantastic. You can go as wild. You can build, you know, with all those Amazon boxes that come into the house, you can build this as big a of a lot spaceship. Of people do. They'll build big they'll build spaceships. spaceships yeah. I've seen people get uh, astronaut outfits for yep. their kids and you can go kind of as cool and deep into this as you want with the messages from Zula. Yep. Um, I know that our daughter really looked forward to those. She was very interested in her mind. Like Zula was a a person a person like contacting her like she was totally there there were moments where she goes oh yeah zula needs my help you know (laughs) yeah she totally felt like okay this is my calling i gotta learn about this and she actually retained quite a bit for it being kinder um but but i think as we've said you can absolutely do this with multi-age kids uh if you don't have a kindergartner i i really just wouldn't miss this one unless you've got you know a, a much much older child um, but if I think you, from, from the standpoint of like a science curriculum that is very good. topical and it'll allow your learner to be aware of the various kind of like really cool space level stuff that's coming out. I, I don't think you could go wrong here. I mean, you could do some type of earth science or physical science type of thing. And if right. that's important to you, that's great. Well, but, and I think you do those things too, yeah, you could do those but I well. haven't seen, you know, looking at other science programs, there's life sciences, you yeah. know, there's, there's, there's there biology, chemistry, there's the dryer, earth sciences. If you're, if you're going to say like as dry as, as the Sahara over here and as like super fun Disney, you know, thing, I think you're, this curriculum is more towards the super fun Disney type of thing where I think the way it's designed, the way it is structured the way Zula is brought into it, 
I think it brings a lot more playful aspect yeah. and it makes the, the learning more playful as opposed to sitting down and maybe doing more workbook stuff. Like we're doing a little bit of the core knowledge thing right now for science. And it's a little bit drier. Like it's it's like you're yeah, just learning concepts. It's much more work and this this felt like it was more playful. And this is, you know, I think it's interesting. We were we were looking at building foundations for scientific understanding, and I've looked at re- real science odyssey, and a lot of that stuff is, you know, that's based in physical sciences yeah. where there's things that you can observe, mm-hmm. and um, there's there's properties around you, right? You know, you're learning about actual pieces of biology and things. And while I think all that is really great. Nothing that I've seen actually covers space science. Yeah. So I, I haven't seen another one. If there's a great space science un, unit study or whatever out there, please link it. Let, let us know. But I haven't seen one that really covers it um, until you get much, much older into more like a middle school, high school level. And then maybe yeah. there's going to be an astronomy. You yeah. might get into it there. But otherwise, I haven't seen anything for the younger kids. And I think this is the time when you really develop that, you know, curiosity about space is to do it in elementary so i'm i'm so happy that she started with this and when we interviewed christina she was uh an early childhood educator and i think she taught like kinder and first grade maybe very early yeah i don't remember exactly but i remember she said when she went out to make her own curriculum for her daughters um, and then she went on to sell the curriculum she was like i have to start with space because the kids always love space it's sort of like the, the dinosaurs aspect where it's just it seems so crazy and, and you know, fanciful that I can't believe it, but it's so cool, right? It's but so the, cool. And the kids are cool naturally is, is, so interested. Yeah. What's cool is, is that it actually exists. Like we're going through like right. her uh, prehistory thing right now. We're talking about uh, the Precambrian period and we're looking at these creatures that, that existed and you're just like, this, these are aliens. Like this is uh, yeah. not, these, yeah. these are not real. I cannot believe that there was some like worm-like thing that had long 20 long legs and these huge spikes off the top of the back like that's something that my toddler would draw and say this is a horse you know (laughs) (laughs) like no that was an actual creature that existed and you know the fact that those things existed i think just sparks that imagination sparks that creativity and i think this i think i agree with you that space just has that that you know the gravitas, you know, has, it pulls I think you in, it's, right? It, it, it invokes it just, curiosity in all of us. And it's, just, and it's playful too. Yeah. So I, I think this is a great, yep. a great way to we, start it. So we, we highly, highly recommend, recommend it. it. Yeah. We just, <laughs> whenever anyone asks about science, we're we like, say, don't do miss this science. one. Yeah. Go do space sciences. All right. So we are going to end it the way we always end it now as our new segment. Yep. It's what book are we into? Book of the week. Book of the week. We are into Danny the Dinosaur. <laughs> yes. Our preschooler is very into Danny the Dinosaur. So we got a... To read it like we, five times a day. We, we, I know. We were... And that book is 60 pages long. And so we, we I, I was at a thrifting and I found these Scholastic read-along DVDs. And yeah. basically it's a DVD where you have, I think, four, three or four books, depending on, on how long they are. Three or four books, very much like Reading Rainbow type of thing, where it it puts the book into kind of a light animation, and it's telling the story, and, and the, the pages are changing, and sometimes one of the characters is lightly moving, but it's a video that you can watch, and somebody's reading it to you. And one of the DVDs that we got was Danny the Dinosaur, but it was had like two additional books in it. But every time Danny the Dinosaur came on, my toddler or my, my three-year-old went like crazy, Danny the Dinosaur, Danny the Dinosaur, and... The other day, she was digging through her sister's books, and she found our early reader, Danny the Dinosaur book, and I have 
But having to read it multiple times. Yeah, we got these Scholastic DVDs because yeah. we have a minivan. We got to roll the minivan. We got uh, minivan yeah. mafia. What? What? Best purchase ever, really. If you if you're holding out from the minivan life, you join us. It's I great. Can fit a sheet of plywood in that minivan. <laughs> it's great. Bring it, dump. You know, pickup trucks. Yeah. Um. So we have the we have the screen in there for for movies, and we don't let them watch too often. But we were like, you know, what can we do that might be educational? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just a repeat of Disney movies. Not that that's not fun too, but um, that's why we got these. And so we've been yeah. looking at thrift for more of these Scholastic uh, educational DVDs, and we do see them every once in a while. So yeah. keep your eyes peeled for those. Yep. Um, but yes, Danny, Danny the, Di- the Dinosaur, dinosaur. <laughs> Book of the Week. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!